Welcome to the Husband Material Podcast, where we help Christian men outgrow porn. Why? So you can change your brain, heal your heart, and save your relationship. My name is Drew Boa, and I'm here to show you how. Let's go. Today, we are talking about intimacy, what it is, why it matters, and how to find it without porn. The word intimacy means closeness. Some therapists have created the little word picture of intimacy as into me see, seeing into me. And that's really helpful because for most people, intimacy sounds inherently sexual. If I say I was intimate with somebody, I was intimate with that guy, I was intimate with that woman, makes it sound like we did something sexual together because our culture equates intimacy with sex. Inside the church, the highest form of intimacy that people talk about is marriage and being in bed and being sexually intimate with another person. Outside the church, the highest form of intimacy that people think of is the same thing. It's sex. They just don't attach the requirement of marriage. So inside the church and outside the church, intimacy is equated with sex. And that is why porn is so powerful. Because it is a sexualized illusion of intimacy. If I sexualize something, then I can have it, or at least an illusion of the real thing. In fact, it's a polluted version of intimacy. But for some of us, it's all we know. It's the only type of intimacy we feel is available to us. Or maybe it's the only type of intimacy you believe you deserve. So if you want to outgrow pornography, you must learn to develop non-sexual intimacy. As I wrote in my book, Redeem Sexuality, the intimacy of being truly known and truly loved by another person has a healing effect on sexual brokenness. But in the absence of intimacy, isolation keeps us enslaved to sexual shame, loneliness, and despair. Let me ask you a question. When you feel truly known, loved, and cared for, do you feel more able to live without porn? I'm guessing that the answer is yes, which is why today we are talking about the five types of intimacy. Spiritual, social, emotional, mental, and physical. Let's start with spiritual intimacy. And I'm specifically talking about having a close relationship with God. I want to talk to anyone who knows that God loves you and you want to be close to God, but you just don't feel it. And maybe you're at a loss for how do I get close to God? How do I allow God to get close to me? How do we develop that kind of intimacy and friendship and closeness that we crave? We are created for spiritual intimacy and without it, we wither. Here's the most powerful and simple piece of advice I can give you. Get to know God like you would get to know any other person. I think that developing a relationship with God isn't all that different from developing a relationship with a guy or a girl that you really want to get to know. Here's a great way to start. If you want to get to know someone, a good place to start is talking and specifically being honest. Practice radical honesty. We see this in the Bible specifically in the book of Psalms, in the book of Lamentations. 
these biblical authors practice radical honesty with God. Take Psalm 88, for example. It's a rather depressing psalm, and it ends by saying, the darkness is my closest friend. If you want to get close to God, if you want to have a spiritually intimate relationship with God, practice radical honesty. Be honest with God about your anger, about your sadness, about your confusion, about your loneliness, about whatever is going on in your life. Practice radical honesty, rage, grieve, lament toward him. Because when we turn to him with radical honesty, that is actually a form of trusting him, of believing that he can handle whatever I throw at him. And when I open myself up with radical honesty, that allows God to meet me, to love me, and maybe even to heal me. But it starts with radical honesty. So when you have a conversation with God, be brutally, radically honest. Here's another way to get to know someone, including God. Do something together. Invite God into your world. Whether that's your work or your school or your home or even just going for a walk. Do something with God. And on the flip side, get into God's world. If you really want to know someone, get to know his story. Get to know his family. If you want to get to know God's story, read the Bible. If you want to get to know God's family, find a church community where you can feel welcomed and accepted and begin connecting. And here's one more tip, which is really important for sustaining a friendship with somebody and really going deep, create structure. The deepest, closest friendships in life do not happen automatically. They have a structure. We have a weekly meeting time or even a daily or nightly meeting time. There's a rhythm. There's a routine. And this is really important, (laughs) whether it's in marriage or with a friend or even with God. Structure and routine and ritual does not kill the relationship. It keeps it alive. It makes sure that you have a space to connect, that God has an opportunity to influence you. And ultimately, we create structure around the things that we prioritize, the things that we care most about. We make sure that they have a prominent place on our calendar. So where is your God time on your calendar? If you don't feel close to God, I wonder how much space have you created to allow this relationship to flourish. Same goes for marriage. The same goes for friendship. And that's why I think finding a close relationship with God is actually not too different from getting to know another person. And that's the second type of intimacy, social intimacy, which means belonging to another person or to a group of people. How does that happen? Well, it's a lot of what I just said. Practice radical honesty do something together, get to know a person's story, get to know a person's family, and create structure and space for that relationship to grow. Social intimacy comes when you find your people. And for some of you guys, the husband material community has functioned as your people. You have found men who understand you, men who want to connect with you, men who are able to engage with curiosity and compassion, to be courageous and tell our stories. Uh, I certainly feel that way about this community. But if you don't find it at husband material, you need to find it somewhere. You have to find your band of brothers or your spiritual family and actually show up. 
that's key to social intimacy, to feeling like you belong, is to show up and build trust over time. And it's always a risk. You might have to try out a few different groups or communities to find out where you really fit and where you feel like you belong. And in the end, there is no perfect community. There is no ultimate social intimacy that's ever going to fully fulfill our needs because we also need spiritual intimacy. And on the flip side, spiritual intimacy by itself is not sufficient. We need other people too. So spiritual intimacy and social intimacy are not enough by themselves, but together they can be really powerful. And when you find a person or a group of people that seems promising, you can begin to engage with the third type of intimacy, emotional intimacy. Emotional intimacy basically means being open and honest about my feelings with another person, identifying those feelings and processing those feelings. And we talked about this in a recent episode called Becoming Emotionally Mature with Dr. Eddie Caparucci. And emotional intimacy comes when you process your emotions with someone. You could try using a tool like The Feeling Wheel by Gloria Wilcox or The Eight Feelings by Chip Dodd. Or you could even use the brand new resource that I created here at Husband Material called Man Cards, a card deck of conversation starters for men. And using one of these tools or just learning how to talk about your feelings, whether they are emotional or sexual, is vulnerable and it gives you a chance to be loved, to feel felt. Emotional intimacy also comes when you are able to help someone else process their emotions. Using active listening skills like repeating back what the other person is saying, rephrasing it, seeing if you can identify what their emotions are. For example, it sounds like part of you is feeling angry or frustrated right now. There's one more type of intimacy that's closely related to emotional intimacy, and that's what I'm calling mental intimacy, where I am allowing somebody to access my thoughts, my unfiltered thoughts, and I'm exposing my secrets, exposing the lies that I believe about myself, exposing the ways that I've been wounded and exposing the ways that I've chosen to deal with those wounds. Mental intimacy means telling my story, both about the past and where I'm at in the present, giving somebody not just a, a window into some parts of my life, but opening the doors to whatever's really down there, whatever's really going on in my brain, in my heart, my body. And remember, this is a two-way street, so it has to be mutual. If you find yourself opening up again and again and the other person seems closed off, that's not intimacy. And if you have someone else who's opening up a ton to you, but you feel closed off, then that's another barrier to intimacy. All intimacy is mutual. So if you want to get close to somebody, if you want to have intimacy with someone, especially in this area, I recommend going first, taking a risk, putting yourself out there, exposing some of your secrets, allowing someone to access your thoughts and see how they respond. See if they respond with curiosity and compassion. If this person or if this group of people seems safe, then maybe you can share a little bit more next time and a little bit more until you are more fully known and more fully loved than you thought possible. The last form of intimacy I want to talk about is physical intimacy. 
and that includes sexuality, but it's so much broader than that. Physical intimacy can be as simple as a high five. It could be as simple as a hug or a long hug. I've heard some guys finding deep and meaningful physical intimacy through jujitsu, which is a highly physical, embodied, uh, high-touch kind of sport. And yet, it's not sexual, or at least the purpose of it is not sexual at all. And yet, it's fulfilling one of our important human needs for touch, non-sexual, safe, healthy touch. But physical intimacy actually doesn't even have to involve touch. The other day, I did a husband material meetup in Sacramento, and we practiced non-sexual physical intimacy through eye contact. Making eye contact can be incredibly intimate. The eyes are the window to the soul. And after three minutes of eye contact and speaking to each other from the heart, it was incredible to see the intimacy that developed between these men, myself included, very, very quickly. Holding space for eye contact can bring up all kinds of things. Sometimes I ask my wife, hey, would it be okay for us to practice eye contact for a minute and just look into each other's eyes? It's not erotic. I mean, it can be sexual, but it's so much more about feeling connected. It's so much more about being truly known. That's what intimacy is about. Into me see. Some people have said, no, there are more types of intimacy beyond what I just shared, like aesthetic intimacy, which means enjoying beauty together, recreational intimacy, engaging in a shared hobby or passion, or even crisis intimacy. Because when you go through a crisis together, like an emergency or a disaster, that can form very strong bonds. But here's the point. Most intimacy is not sexual. And you can have intimacy without sexual intimacy. Single guys, you might be tempted to give up on intimacy because you don't have a partner. Married guys, you might be tempted to give up on intimacy because you do have a partner and you've given up on the possibility of that relationship being truly intimate. Today, I want to encourage you, don't give up. Anyone can live without sex, but no one can live without intimacy. Some of us grew up in a kind of relational desert where not only did we not have intimacy, we didn't even know what existed. We grew up with the kind of normal type of relationships where maybe there weren't a lot of hugs, no eye contact. We didn't talk about emotions. And the spiritual side of life was not about a, a love relationship of closeness and intimacy with God. It was more about being on God's good side and getting saved and the transactions of life and being a good person. Maybe you didn't feel the freedom to be radically honest. And if that was the case, then just like me, man, you grew up in a desert. And it makes sense that when you came across the polluted pond of pornography, it promised something to your heart. It promised something that you were thirsting for, something you were created for, which is real intimacy. But tragically, porn ended up cutting us off even more from others, sending us into deeper secrecy, shame, isolation, and self-contempt. 
freedom from porn, outgrowing porn is so much easier when we can find the real life-giving water of relationships where we can be seen and known and loved without any sexual component. So as you consider these five types of intimacy, spiritual, social, emotional, mental, and physical, I wonder in your life right now, is there a relationship that you wish was closer? Is there someone who you miss or someone who you really enjoy and you would love to have as a friend? I challenge you to pursue that person. Maybe it's a friend from the past who has drifted apart. Maybe it's a wife or a partner who has felt increasingly distant. Or maybe it's a leader who you really look up to and you would love to get to know better. I challenge you, pursue that person. And I've created a tool that can help you go deep while removing some of the awkwardness in getting to know someone and developing a deeper friendship. And it's called Man Cards. It's a deck of 52 conversation starters for men to help you develop deeper friendships, to help you stop hiding, reveal the real you, and be fully known. You can find Man Cards at getyourmancards.com. Don't give up on intimacy. Pursue it without porn. And always remember, you are God's beloved son. In you, he is well-pleased. <laughs>